welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Monday, January 24th, 2022. I'm your host, Doug Reed. You can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. That's R-E-I-D 34. This is a Sports Ethos presentation. I highly recommend you check out our website at Sports Ethos. That's E-T-H-O-S dot com. You can see some of our packages, some of our articles, some of our information we have. And I also have two Twitter handles that I highly recommend you follow. If you are into wagering, sports wagering of any kind, follow us at Ethos Wagering. You can get our daily free play. You can get updates. You can get comments. Uh, And also, if you're a fantasy basketball fan, I suggest you follow us at Ethos Fantasy BK for basketball. It's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed you will find. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition, provides more analysis, and constant information and updates. Again, that's Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Highly recommend you follow us there. So uh, what I'd like to do on Mondays is a quick re- weekend recap. Another very busy January weekend. If you're a football fan, it was a fantastic weekend for games, uh, regardless of what sides you were on. Last weekend in the six wildcard games, two weekends ago in the six wildcard games, it was a bit of a dud. Five favorites won. The only one that, uh, the only upset was San Francisco over Dallas. I'd say all six of those games were rather not entertaining. Um, wasn't a great weekend. To start, but this weekend they flipped the script and had four fantastic games. Three road underdogs winning in the divisional uh, round and one home favorite advancing. So we had Cincinnati going to Tennessee. Tennessee was a four point favorite. The Bengals won 19 16, went well under the 48 and a half total. Uh, Then also on Saturday, we had the the San Francisco 49ers traveling to Lambeau. Uh, Green Bay was five and a half point favorites. Not exactly a great game, but it was an interesting finish. That's for sure. San Fran pulls out a 13-10 win, also going well under the 47.5. 47 and a half total. On Sunday, then, we saw a very close and exciting game. The Rams got up early, looked like they had a lock, uh, and then Tom Brady woke up and almost brought them back to the victory until a last-minute, last-second Rams field goal sealed the deal. Rams won 30-27. Uh, Tampa was two-and-a-half-point favorite, so they did not cover, and the over uh, went easily over 48-and-a-half. And then in the one favorite that did win was probably the most exciting game on, the, on Sunday night uh, at Kansas City. They were two-and-a-half-point favorites. They pulled out a 42-36 overtime victory over the Bills. Total went over the 54-and-a-half. And that was a crazy finish. Buffalo scored with 13 seconds left to go up. Um, Kansas City marched down quickly, got the ball back, marched down quickly, kicked the field goal to tie it, got the kickoff uh, in overtime, marched down, and won it uh, with a Patrick Mahomes pass to Travis Kelsey. It was a fantastic game. So this sets up the conference championship this coming weekend on Sunday. You have Cincinnati traveling to KC right now. Currently, the line opened at KC minus seven. Total 54 and a half. Uh, if anything, I would, I'd probably be on uh, Cincy at that number. I'm going to see where that line goes. If it drops below seven, I'll definitely, um, well, I'll definitely watch. If it goes anything above seven, I'll definitely be on Cincy. If it stays at seven, drops six and a half, probably be a fade. Uh, San Fran travels to LA to face the Rams. The Rams are currently three and a half point favorites. Uh, that one's t- kind of hard for me to, to, to call as well. I like the Rams in that game right around three points. So, 
Uh, if it gets down three, if it gets to two and a half, I'd be on the Rams. I don't think it's going to go that low. If anything, I think it will stay at three and a half, maybe creep up to four. So should be an interesting conference championship game. Cincy at KC and San Fran at the Rams. Uh, lots of games in the NBA. A few interesting ones that I saw was on Friday, uh, the Clippers went into Philly. The Clippers minus Paul George and won. They were seven and a half point um, underdogs and they won 102 101. That was a bit of a shocker. And then the big shocker for me was Portland with two road victories. Portland uh, without Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum's back, uh, Nance is out, m- missing um, Norm Powell. A beat up, injured, rattled kind of team. They go into Boston as eight and a half point underdogs and they win 109 105 on Friday. And then Sunday, they go into Toronto also as eight and a half point underdogs and win 114 105. They actually got up in the Raptors, I think, like 30 to 5. The Raptors clawed back. But the Raptors weren't able to keep uh, keep going and get that game back in order. So, uh, interesting weekend for Portland. Great weekend for the beat up Blazers. So, hats off to them. Uh, in the NCAA, I'm going to run through the weekend. Lots of games, top 20 games. Is going to review on Friday. Uh, you had number 17 Illinois go in to Maryland. They were about seven, eight point favorites. Then word came that Kofi Coburn was out. That total dropped to four and a half, uh, and they got blasted by Maryland. 81-65. They lost. Uh, also Friday, number 14 Michigan State went to Wisconsin. Number 14 Michigan State. Number eight Wisconsin. Wisconsin was favored by three and a half, but Tom Izzo and his crew uh, easily won at Wisconsin, 86-74 for a very impressive win. Now, on to Saturday, uh, a lot of the top 20 teams were in action. We saw number 12, Kentucky, travel to number two, Auburn. Auburn was four and a half point favorites. They pulled out the 80-71 win. I think they're probably going to be ranked number one uh, when the polls come out uh, this week. We also saw number five, Baylor, right the ship. They lost a couple games last week, dropped to number five in the polls. They're three and a half point favorites at Oklahoma. They won 65-51 to easily cover. We saw number six, Duke, at home to Syracuse. 11 and a half point favorites. They walked all over the orange, 79-59 to easily cover. Uh, we saw Can- number seven, Kansas, travel to Kansas State. They were six and a half point favorites. They won 78-75, so one but did not cover. Number nine, UCLA, traveled to Colorado to play the Buffaloes. Three and a half point favorites. They won 71-65, easily covered there. Number 10, Houston was at home to East Carolina, 19 and a half point favorites, and they blew that away. They won 79-36. I actually think Houston, the Cougars are going to be a team to reckon with come tournament time. They're going to be able to run through their conference, I think, pretty easily and probably won't lose and will likely win the conference tournament. But I think they are a second weekend turn team uh, come March Madness. It'll be interesting to watch them. Number 11, Villanova traveled to their arch rival Georgetown. 13 and a half point favorites. They did not cover. They won 85 74, so they won but did not cover. Uh, you had number 13, LSU traveled to number 24, Tennessee. Tennessee was five and a half point favorites. Now, LSU was down uh, their star guard, Xavier Pinson, and they lost 64 55. So, Tennessee easily covered that. LSU is an interesting team, a great defensive team, but they've they seem to be challenged when they play the better teams in the SEC. And I think that's going to be their Achilles heels. When they play the better teams, they play great defense. And they showed that against Tennessee, but they just can't score. And if Pinson isn't there, uh, that's going to hurt them even more. Also on Saturday, we saw TCU travel to uh, Iowa State. Iowa, number 15, Iowa State was favored by six and a half. And actually lost at home to the Horn Frogs of TCU, 59-44. Number 16, USC traveled to Utah. They were five and a half point favorites. They won 79-67, easily covered there. 
Number 18, Texas Tech was at home to West Virginia, seven and a half point favorites, and they won 78-65. On Sunday, we saw three ranked teams. We saw number three, Arizona, travel to Cal. They were 13 and a half point favorites, easily covered, winning 96-71. Number four, Purdue was at home to Northwestern, 11 and a half point favorites. They won easy 80-66. And then the last uh, favorite to play on Sunday was number 20, Xavier, traveling to Marquette. They were one-and-a-half-point favorites, and they actually lost to um, Shaka Smart and his surging Marquette team. They lost 75-64, which was a bit of a shocker. I thought that would be a good good game, and it's not so much a shocker that Marquette won at home, but they won fairly easy. So not a lot of big upsets. Um, Iowa State going down was an upset. Um I don't really consider that uh, Xavier game an upset. The score is a little shocking. Uh, Illinois, that was a big, big blowout. But uh, when they were down Coburn, they're obviously a different team. Michigan State winning uh, as easily as they did at Wisconsin. That was a, that was an interesting upset. Um, so on the ice, uh, the weekend recap, there are two games that, start, that, that caught my eye on Friday. Tampa Bay traveled to Anaheim. Anaheim was plus 195 in a money line, and the Ducks won 5-1. Not only did they win, they blew them out. So 5-1. That's off to the Ducks. On Sunday, we saw the Panthers travel to Seattle to play the expansion Kraken. Uh, Seattle came in at plus 220 in the money line, and they won 5-3. So two impressive victories over the two Florida teams on the road. Bit of shock, bit, bit of shockers to me in both of those games. So uh, that's a weekend recap. It was an interesting time. If you're a football fan, it was a great weekend. Uh, lots of college games, not a lot of crazy upsets, uh, but good games nonetheless. And NHL, a couple interesting upsets. So before we hit the boards, though, I do want to talk to you or mention our new partner, one of our new partners here at Sports Ethos. It's Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at Thrive, which is T-H-R-I-V-E, fantasy.com. Use the code ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100, plus either two or four two or four free tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. If you want info on, on props or ideas in the NBA for the NBA, I highly recommend you check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or our Sports Ethos DFS podcast. Uh, for advice on some props and some uh, some ideas. Again, the code is ethos, E-T-H-O-S, over at thrivefantasy.com. So we're going to hit the boards now in our usual segment. Uh, in the NBA tonight, there's four games. College basketball, there's 41 games. In the NHL, there's seven. I'm going to touch on a few games across the three sports. Uh, there's only really one in the NBA I liked. Starting, um, I'll go through the four games quickly. The Knicks travel to Cleveland. Cleveland's a six-point favorite, total 203. Uh, I think Cleveland should be favored by about seven, maybe seven and a half. So too close for me to touch. The only noticeable injury here is Jared Allen is out uh, for the Cavs. Indiana travels to New Orleans. Indiana is missing Brogdon. Uh, Levert is questionable. New Orleans is down uh, Ingram, which definitely hurts. The Pels are favored by three and a half, 216 total. My numbers are pretty close to that. I've got about 215 total and a one and a half. So I'm not really going to touch that game. Uh, what should be an interesting game is the Bulls travel to OKC. This, this is Chicago's second game in, in a row, both on the road. Uh, travel to Oklahoma City. They come in as one and a half point favorites at 217 total. Chicago still has Lonzo Ball out. Caruso's out again. Uh, but they do expect Zach Levine back. And I think that's why this total swung uh, to them being the favorite. 
still a little too close to call. If Levine doesn't play, definitely would fade and stay away from this game. Now, what I think, what I was looking forward to was going to be the, probably the best game of the night is Utah on their second game of a back-to-back road trip, uh, travel to Phoenix. Uh, I think the Suns were probably going to be, I don't know, four and a half, five-point favorite because they've been playing well and they're at home. And then the news broke that basically uh, Utah's starting lineup is out. Gobert's. Gobert is out, Mitchell's out, Conley's out, Bogdanovich is probably out, and Ingles is question mark. Uh, Ingles isn't really that big a factor. You take Gobert, Mitchell, Conley, and Bogdanovich out, and you don't have much of a team left in Utah. You basically got a G League. Now, Phoenix is missing uh, DeAndre Ayton. He's he's doubtful, but I got to imagine when they see the lineup they're facing, they'll just rest him. So this spread is ballooned to minus 11 for the Suns, but I'm actually on it. I think they can blow them. I think they blow them out. Phoenix is one of the best teams in the league, and Utah without Gobert has shown that they are... Very susceptible to being beaten. Take Mitchell Conley and Bogdanovich out. And uh, I think Phoenix gets this, gets the job done. Uh, on to the NCAA. 41 games. I'm going to touch on three. There's four plays across three games that I like. A lot of interesting games on the board. Uh, Belmont travels to Eastern Illinois. Belmont's a 26-point favorite. And uh, this game is already over. Belmont's going to win. Newsflash. Uh, but that's not what I'm on. Uh, the total is 139, and I am on, under that. So this Ohio Valley game is fit matches Belmont one of the best versus Eastern Illinois at the bottom of the, the bottom of the conference. Eastern Illinois is two and fourteen to the under this year. And the interesting thing is their last two games have actually went over. So going into coming into the weekend, they were 0-14 to the under. Um, their last two games they had nothing to do with it. They got blown out twice. Uh, and that's why the numbers sailed to the over. They've scored over 60 points in a game once this year. From two-point field goal, which is kind of a key shot in basketball, they're the 358th worst team in the country. So almost the worst team in the country uh, from two-point field goal percentage. Now, I use a few analytical systems, uh, which I think if you've listened to the show, you've heard me talk about before. Uh, Ken Palm, Bart Torvik, and Jeff Sagarin's systems. And what I like, they're purely analytical. They don't factor in recent injuries. They don't factor in any commentary. It's just what the numbers say. So the total is 139. Uh, Ken Palm's got it at 134. Torvik's got it at 132. And Sagarin's got it at 136.5. So my research was leaning to the under. They're all in line with it. I'm on the under in this game. Uh, the next game, the Colonial, is Towson is one and a half point underdog at Delaware. In Ken Palm's rankings, Towson's number 92. Delaware is number 148. Uh, I'm on the money line here for Towson, and I'm on the total over 140 and a half. I'm on the money line because both these teams like to score, and they're both good three-point shooters. So Towson right now is scoring 72.8 points per game and giving up about 65 and a half. Delaware scoring 76 points per game and giving up just over 71. Uh, in three-point shooting percentage these teams both shoot exactly 36.4 percent which is 49th best in the country so they are a very good three-point shooting team but the reason i lean so that's one of the reasons i lean the over because they like to score and they can score in bunches but the reason i lean Towson is because delaware defending the three-point shot they give up 37.1 percent of opposing teams three-point shots that's 321st in the country. So they like to hit the three. They don't like to defend the three. Uh, so I think that leads to a few extra buckets and a few more points for Towson. Now back to the uh, analytical tools I use on the total. Again, the total is 140 and a half. I'm on the over. Ken Palm's at 145. Torvik's at 145. And Sagarin's at 146. So again, they line up with my research. 
Uh, I'm on the over there. And what I think will be the best game of the night is number 18, Texas Tech travels to number seven, Kansas. Texas Tech's a seven and a half point underdog, and that's what I'm on. I'm on Tech at plus seven and a half. Now, in the last few weeks, uh, Texas Tech's been playing really well. Uh, they've got some some good victories. They've beaten West Virginia by 13, beat Iowa State by 12, beat Oklahoma State by uh, 21. They won against these same Jayhawks uh, by eight points at home, and they won at Baylor by three. So, you know, beating beating Baylor and beating Kansas, you beat two top 10 teams. Now, one was at home and one was away. Uh, very impressive win. So they're playing well. Uh, they've already beaten Kansas. I don't expect them to win this game. I don't think they go to Kansas and win. Um, Kansas only has two losses on the season, one an early one to Dayton and one to these uh, same Red Raiders of Texas Tech. Uh, so I'd like Kansas to win, but at seven and a half, I think Texas Tech can keep this close. In the last two games for Kansas, uh, they've won by uh, just three points. So I mean, know it's only two games, but they beat K-State, Kansas State 78-75, at Kansas State, and they won at Oklahoma 67-64. So yes, they're road games, but those are against unranked opponents. And um, good wins, but not great blowing it out, what blowing teams away the way Kansas has in the past kind of games. So again, I think Kansas wins. Uh, I just think Tech has the ability to keep this close. Now, uh, onto the ice. There's seven games. None of the none of the lines really looked all that appealing to me. So instead, I did this on Friday. I did a two-game parlay, and we won it. So I'm going to go on and, uh, go back to that, have a little fun. I don't usually like to do three-game parlays, but what the heck. Parlays, but what the heck. Uh, Anaheim is traveling to Boston on their East Coast road trip. Boston's minus 245 in the money line. I know Anaheim pulled off that big victory, as I said, over Tampa. Uh, but I think Boston's got this one. Montreal travels to Minnesota. Montreal is in a season-long slump, and I don't think they're breaking out of it. Minnesota is a good team and even better at home. They're minus 370. And then the final one is Chicago traveling to Colorado. Uh, Colorado, one of the elite. Chicago, kind of the middling middling team. Uh, Colorado's minus 315 in the money line. So Boston minus 245. Minnesota minus 370. Colorado minus 315. Put those all together. We get a plus 135 three-team parlay for a little bit of fun on the ice. Now, before I sign off, uh, I do want to quickly remind you of our partners at Manscaped. Uh, Go to manscaped.com and use the code HOOPBALL20 uh, when you sign up and you get 20% off your order and free shipping. Also, check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use the code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, on the third page when you sign up to, to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. So, hope you enjoyed the recap of the weekend. Hope you enjoyed hitting the boards with me today. And um, hope you enjoy watching some fun games tonight. And have a great night. And we will chat with you tomorrow.